Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Yay! Hello, everyone. Hello, world. It's Tuesday. It's the final Tuesday in August, final Tuesday in birthday month. We are in Virgo season now. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it is actually my Graham... My Graham's birthday, my mom's mom's birthday is today. She's in heaven celebrating her birthday now. Wow, okay. um, ha- yes. And she was, I actually wore this kind of um, corally lipstick in her honor. She was all about the Estee Lauder frosted apricot lipstick. Wow. That was like her signature color. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, I don't have anything exactly like that because her coloring was very different than mine. But I thought, oh, I'll wear something orangey today. Orange color, orange, orange. Uh, so happy birthday, Graham. She's likely sitting with the most amazing Chardonnay uh, that heaven has to serve because that was her sip of choice. <laughs> <laughs> and and wine hour got a little bit earlier every year. <laughs> I think I like her already. Yes, Graham definitely, definitely loved life and loved living it and she had eight kids Um, yes my mom has there's eight siblings all of them are still walking the planet wow (laughs) causing shenanigans in their own corner uh and yeah yeah i have a lot of family on my mom's side well italian catholic (laughs) so that's the generation uh, we have some fun things to talk about today. We're going to talk about how the decisions that we made today are going to make our future self proud. However, in, as always, you've got um, some some Molly. Uh, you're breaking up. Is it me or is it you? Oh, um, could it be me? I you. I might be. I don't know. Um, I, think I, I think you said we're going to do some breathing. Is that correct? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> I think it's you. I have all bars. It looks like we started got- here. And so everyone is on the internet. So I think that's probably what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to run with it. That is yeah. that, that is, is today. That is yeah. today. Yes. Um, I think you said that we're going to do some breathing. Is that what you said? 
please, please. <laughs> I feel like crying. I need to breathe so badly. I <laughs> know. Oh, we're good. Okay. Well, let's find our comfortable seat um, and rest easy. Allow those feet to connect to the earth. If you feel so inspired, take the shoes off. Mm. Root through the sitting bones and lift through the spine so that we find that extra inch with the crown of the head. Just reaching up from the crown and grounding into the earth or into our seat with the root or the, the sitting bones. We're going to just focus on the breath. This is a very, very simple breath, a very simple start to a meditation practice. Because when we're focusing on the breath coming in and out the nose, we're beginning to quiet the mind and find that ease of thought. So just bring your awareness right to the very tip of the nose, pulling the air into the lungs, the belly, and then exhaling completely, releasing again through the nose. fully, completely absorbed in our breath. Start to notice what happens with the mind when we have this, this focus. Maybe layering an awareness onto the space between the breath. So as you breathe in at the top of the breath, just a quiet space. And then as you exhale completely and fully, that space at the end of that breath. Those liminal spaces, those spaces in between will eventually become the seed of our meditation practice. Let's just have a big collective breath in together. And big exhale, release completely through the mouth and let it go. <laughs> so today I almost had a giggle you know sometimes when you're breathing like that and you're paying attention and something just hits you hits your funny bone yeah that happened to me today I don't even know what it was but I almost started laughing was I <laughs> if anybody's watching they're probably like what is Deborah doing oh I my mind is church. Even now, as almost a 50-year-old woman, I still get silly in church sometimes. I giggle. Oh, goodness, yes. Right. Well, when I mean, especially with some of the speak, depending on, you know, what what denomination you're visiting, <laughs> some of their speak is almost Shakespearean. Yeah, it's just, like, sometimes it's so silly. Yes, I hear you. And you know what? It, it's go time. Woman Up is in oh, one week. And I'm. it's really... Truthfully, it was good to get air in my lungs, but there was no focus. I mean, my mind's thinking about a jillion things. 
it, and I'm like, okay, don't feel shame. It's okay. It's okay that you're not quieting down. Just do your best. Do your best. <laughs> okay. So that's interesting. So, so it's really, that's a really important distinction, right? Because most people are ever unable to get out of that state of perpetual thought, right? And so breathing and practicing, and if you were to sit there and practice long enough of just trying to actually feel the air, right? And really hyper-focus on just the breath, you really can begin to pause and release the mind. And it, you yeah. kind of like stop that mental loop, but yeah. it's a pattern, right? It's a habitual yeah. pattern. Um, For sure. And so it really, but it does take a lot of focus and effort. Um, but a lot of people, especially now with technology, like they've never experienced the absence of thought ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I usually am, I'm pretty good with being able to do that. I think that now it's, you know, my mind's thinking, okay, what are the people who are listening to the podcast thinking right now? And, oh gosh, did I send that email to Sarah? And oh geez, I just got something like I could, if I were to list to you all the millions of things that are going through my brain. Uh, although as I've shared with you before, I have actually implemented quite a few of these different techniques mm. when, when I have like a restless night mm -hmm. and I kind of wake up, mm -hmm. I, I go to one of these different techniques mm. to just help calm my soul. And it's so good. Okay. So what, what's in your, what's in your cup today? What are you sipping? What are you drinking? <laughs> so I have a, 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 do you have something in there? I do. Yeah. I have um, actually commas tea, our equality, which is Ooh. we're uh, I have we're launching it. We're I'm launching it still. I just have to get it on the website. Um, but yeah, it's a green tea with peach because that's what she said was her favorite. So yay, that's I love that. Yeah, it's super yummy too. So and, and it looks like it's hot because there's no ice in there. Is that true? Yeah, I I will drink hot tea on a hundred and fifty degree day. Yeah, it's, I think that there actually are studies that say that that can actually cool you down. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I I don't know where I heard that, but it sounds right. Oh, <laughs> I, I love hot tea. I like it. I don't like cold things, so um, it's fine. I like I love hot tea. Oh. well, I have my water in my undisruptible. Oh, okay. Uh, love and, it. And I just got this today. Oh, sweet. The swag. So the front says the 2020 and then what you look at says, I am woman up. Ooh, I need to go order one of those. Yes. And it's one of the big ones. Oof, that's good. Yes. Mm. Uh, I, I hang all my teacups. I have um in my office here. Um, I have a little rack where I have hooks. So I hang all the teacups on the hook. Yes. So that might like lopsided, it, but it's all good. Yeah, that'll bring a little bit of the um, the the masculine energy to your tea area. Yeah, no, I love <laughs> big it. black. We like to balance the masculine and feminine energy around woman up right here. <laughs> well, it's good. You have to have both. They work and together. It is, yes, it, and it actually is a really good feel. Like it's a nice heavy mug. Um, I have iced pepper, like the candy cane tea in here. Oh, mm -hmm. just like, I feel like I could just put my nose in it all day. Mm. You know how when you have 
a peppermint or a spearmint tea. There's just something so refreshing about that. It's Absolutely. so delicious. I love it. I love it. And then of course, before the show, I was using my lemongrass and I, this is what I was using this morning, the cheer, this blend. I love this blend. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so funny how it's kind of like working out using essential oils. You never really, you're like, are these really working? Hmm. And then you look back on your day and you're like, oh yeah, I wasn't a grouch today. Like yeah. I kind of, you know, I kept a chill attitude. So um, I'd love to know what everyone who is listening and to us live or the replay or the podcast or what, what do you use in your space? What kind of sense do you have that, that lighten your mood as you're working to make decisions? And Molly is holding up a sweet sandalwood. Is that a spray or is it a rollerball? Rollerball. I am um, sandalwood for me is the fastest way to ground me. This is a sweet sandalwood, so not quite as much. I like, I like, a, I like a, I like that sort of earthy sandalwood. Um, but I'll put it on my beads and just smell my beads. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite that's like that is frankincense. Like mm -hmm. I could just slather that on and be so perfectly happy if it only wasn't like, you know, $100 an ounce. <laughs> uh, it'd be wonderful. Um, but yeah, I think essential oils, all that is so important right now in mindset. And what the, the actual um, affirmation that we're talking about today is really deserves and requires a nice, strong, positive mindset. Because it really, it's about how we how the decisions we make today affect our future and how we tend to forget about that. Cause we're going so fast and it's like, I got things to get done today. Like check, 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 check. When we, we can forget if we are not conscious and intentional, <laughs> we can wake up a week, two weeks, three weeks and think, wow, if I'd only started this, then I'd be so much farther along now <laughs> right yeah and really you know i think what's so interesting is that when we're on the other side of the success of when we make a decision to do something and we set our goals and we actually make it happen that if we could simply bottle i feel like we could have like this whole essential oils line that helped us bottle the feelings in a scent right? That remind us of how powerful it is when we actually do what we tell ourselves we're going to do. Mm. It is such a, it's a, it's a personal victory that really can't be replaced by anything else mm. when we do ourselves proud. Don't you think? Well, that's so interesting. Cause honestly, I like for me, like when I'm doing the work, a lot of times I'm just in doing mode and I'm not necessarily like, celebrating you know and um i'm a list maker so for me like i'll just get down my list and i'll just and like all of those things that you're doing are actually leading you to the place every yeah. it's every single step every single step but um i like what you're saying though is that you have a more uh, intention con you know because i feel like i have intention and consciousness in the in the planning stages and then I have my plan and I'm in the doing mode. And then when we're celebrating and or like tracking K OKRs or KPIs or whatever language you use, um, goals, um, 
I think I, my intentional hat comes back on. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I like what you're saying, though. You're picking up what I'm putting down? I am. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, it, I think being a coach for so many years and, and actually even in some of my consulting work with larger groups, I always found it so interesting that there was such a focus on goals, 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 mm -hmm. goals, mm -hmm. and not on like the true breaking down of a goal. And, mm -hmm. and I'll give you an example. So when you set out that you want to say, I, I want to move more, like this is something most of us say, unless we're, of course, Olympic athletes <laughs> um, whose life is to move, right? Uh, those of us, especially in this season, I want to move more. Like we we say, I want to move more now, and I want to work out every day. And we make these big, huge goals, and we have all these things on our list that can be overwhelming. Versus saying, okay, I'm going to start today. I'm going to walk out the door, and I'm going to be gone for seven minutes, and then I'm going to come back. And simply breaking it down to a very intentional, easily graspable mm -hmm. place. And the reality is, is whether it's moving or, you know, building something or writing another, writing your next book or your first book, breaking it down into uh, the, these little snackable bites on a daily basis, make it so much easier for you to say, that choice I made yesterday, the choice to open the front door and walk outside for seven minutes and yeah. turn around and come back, I felt so good. Like the feeling that you feel, you actually can recognize it. The feeling that you felt when you finally said, I'm done monkeying around with this book. I am going to get a place. I am going to finish it. That feeling that you felt when you were done with that project, when you were done with round one, it felt incredible. And mm -hmm. so if we can, if we can look at our decisions as though there are these beautiful little seeds that we're planting, that we're not going to see anything right away. But even when we plant things, right, it feels good when you've when you planted seeds, it's exciting. It is. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and we have, we have the ability to do that every day. That's something that we can absolutely control ourselves. No one else needs to be involved or consulted at all. It's yeah. all about us. And, you know, there are days where that is my, that saves me. I'm like, what can I do today that I can control? Because it seems chaotic, right? There's so many decisions and so many choices and so many, so much, so much, so much that I feel like, okay, what's the one thing? Well, for me, that's, I need to get outside the door. I need to go get some fresh air. Yeah. And, some days I literally am gone for like 90 minutes. I'm just wandering. I'm wandering, picking wildflowers. <laughs> How no, about I you? No, I love that. First of all, I have to do a shout out to that word snackable because at your birthday celebration, um, you used, or was it then that you used the word snackable? But everybody, oh yes, it was during that, the interview with the woman. That, um, or, but yeah, like that was, I think that's a really great, a really great visual too. It's just something that you can, it's not a big meal that you have to prep. It's the, the bag of nuts. It's the, you know, the easy thing that you can, can do. Um, and I think I love that word. 
Um, I feel like for me, that's why lists are so gratifying um, mm. because I, you know, because I do sort of like bucket lists in by project. And actually we, um, from a project management perspective, we use Trello. And so even like the way that Trello is bucketing snackable projects together um, is a very effective way of moving things forward. Um, and that you can still see the big picture, but you also have these individual things that you can achieve and then be done with. Because I feel like the people I know who are true builders and are um, are able to to create, if you will, are people who understand that there is this uh, hormone loop that happens when we start and we finish, and that mm. that is the motivation that kind of keeps us propelling forward. And so for me, the most unsatisfying projects that are really just a terrible match are when things don't actually get done. Yes. And I think that's, you know, in, in this process for me in the, in the, the coaching myself and, you know, coaching clients and friends, it really, that's kind of the, the first step, right? Is knowing what you want and where you want to go is, always key in actually getting there and getting things done. And I often find that when things aren't getting done, it's because someone. Yeah. And sometimes it's me. Doesn't <laughs> know, doesn't know where we're going yeah. or, or, or why we're going there. Right. This, yeah. this, what is the ultimate reason? You know, what is the reason we're going there? And so if that happens more than one day in a row, you know, if it's going two, three, four, it's like, hmm, that's a, that's a communication thing right there because somebody doesn't know. Yeah. What I love we that. want out of, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that as, uh, as creatives, well, I, well, I really do pride myself in being a very clear communicator. There are often times where I have a whole lot of the conversation in my head and it, doesn't necessarily come out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Stacy and my husband have a whole dialogue about that every day because I have lots of communication with them in my head and somehow does it come out? So. <laughs> well, and you have, you have um, younger humans where you're navigating and coordinating. So I can imagine that would be incredibly frustrating to not get all of the information out of your beautiful brain in to the ether. So well, I am just waiting for everybody to get on board and be able to read my mind and then we'd all be happier. Oh, careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got some, I've got two questions under that for everyone to infuse into their, their time when they're getting ready to make a decision, right? Because yeah. again, today's affirmation, and I don't know if I read it. I don't know. I don't know. No, you have it, it actually. Um, so the affirmation is I will make decisions today that will make my future self proud. I will make decisions today that will make my future self proud. And so when you, if you start Every day with your to-do list, because I'm a list maker too. I've I and I love using the colored sticky notes inside my notebooks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I 
I can't even imagine what people will, oh my God, how crazy is that? Um, and, I'm a to and I'm a total doodler too. And I like to, I like to draw my squares. I don't like pre-drawn squares because some days I feel like using hearts. Sometimes they're circles, sometimes they're squares. Um, oh, yeah. nobody, puts, nobody puts me in a box. Yeah, I actually, I do use, um, I do like to check boxes off. Yes. No, no, I definitely have the boxes. I just like to draw them. I don't like them to be preconceived. Oh, yeah. Uh, you the exact same thing. <laughs> did you know that? Did I did not know that? that. That's so great. I did not know that. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I can't. Well, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it backwards like that. My brain doesn't work like that. Well, you know, here's. Here's the reality is when we when you are a list maker, when you are somebody who is a go getter, who's who's lo looking to slowly become more and more intentional with each decision you make. And if you start with the premise of, OK, I'm going to I'm going to write this list today. I'm going to write the list. I'm going to basically write the things I'm deciding to do today. So each yeah. one of the items on a to do list is a decision. Yeah. So if you want to make yourself proud tomorrow. Will this decision take you in the direction you want to go? Yeah. Will it get the priority projects done? Will it answer the priority questions that need to be answered? Will it take care of your self-care and, you know, in the way that you have decided it will? And will I, this one is one of my favorites. Will it affect me positively or negatively? Mm. Will like, cause there are some decisions where you make, and it, it's not the best thing for you, but it's mm. the, best thing for the greater good, right? And I'm not talking about harming yourself, but yeah. some some things you might say, I'm gonna take that on. Yeah. And well, that means I'm gonna have to work an extra hour today. However, I know that if I take it on, it's gonna shorten the process and we're gonna get this thing done and boom. And that ultimately will make me feel better. So really assessing if it affects you positively or negatively and then digging in, making sure that the negative isn't out of alignment with who you are. So if you're, cause I know we kind of talked about this in the green room today about how when you are a, a creative and a, a doer, right? You are, you see vision and you actually implement it, which is not, that's not the norm. Usually there are people who are visionaries and there are people who get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a unique combination. The both of us have that, but that there are so many pitfalls that are related to that too, because we can become martyrs because everyone else is so much slower. No one else is getting their things done. It's so easy to do that. And so looking at all of those, uh, all of those decisions and making sure that the outcomes aren't going to grate your values. Mm is huge because I think when it, when you lose alignment with your values, that's when like kind of the bitterness and the, the martyrdom can sneak in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm the only one doing anything. <laughs> oh, that was totally me as a kid doing my chores. Like my sister would be playing Tetris on her bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm cleaning the bathroom. I'm, 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 you know, and <laughs> Me, that was me waving my martyr flag and she would be like whatever and she'd you know gather her stuff put it you know like, she would do it in like five minutes mm. but she would wait for the last five minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man i got each of my kids is so different so um i got i have a little bit of everybody happening there um 
which is kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, I had a really great meditation today um, that I don't, I haven't really fully processed yet because it was still, it's still fresh. Um, but what was interesting about it as it relates to doing today what's for our highest good or for, um, what is, say it again, read it one more time. So it is the decisions I make today. Like I will make, I will make decisions today that will make my future self proud. Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, um, there is an element of understanding and remembering your worth, right? Mm -hmm. That comes into play here because I think that when we forget, you know, who our highest self is, right? That the deep eye, if you will, or as Eckhart Tolle calls it, the deep eye or, you know, versus the ego, which is the, the surface eye, mm. you know, um, the deep eye, like when you remember, remember, you know, that we are the deep eye, that it is an easier, you, you just come from a different state, right? You come from a love-based state rather than fear. And so, um, there is something there as it relates to sort of my personal prayer every day is, you know, like, you know, the highest purpose for the benefit of all harming none, you know, yes, yes. I feel like this body, this life is a gift. Um, and I've been around, um, a couple times. So I feel like, you know, if I don't have to keep coming back in bodies, like I, I'm ready to shorten that cycle, whatever that, whatever that means, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just kind of getting tired of coming back and reliving the same lessons over and over, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, what actually, I get it. What, what lessons am I not getting, you know, so that I right. can actually just learn them and continue to move on, you know, like I'm, Hmm. I, I feel like there's, there's a way that you could flip how you're thinking about it. Um, how I about, it always becomes like a counseling session. How, yeah, how that? <laughs> that, well, cause that is part of my purpose. When you're saying that I'm hearing that your, your soul, right. If, if that, if we believe that our soul has will, Yes. once it leaves right yes. and has choice to do what it wants to do and our as we rise to the to heaven or whatever you call your next level yep. that you have the ability to come back if you want because you got will yes and so i've always i've never really thought about that like i haven't maybe i shouldn't i should say i feel like now when i think about that it's it is my soul saying i want to do it differently this time and and i'd like to learn that differently this time Hmm. I'd like to experience that differently. Not like it's a, a punishment, hmm. but more like a, a journey. Like I would like to turn left where I turned right. And what will that happen? What will happen then? Because if time is so infinite on that side of, of our existence, then I mean, wouldn't that be cool if God was like, hey, yeah, you want to give that another world? Go for it. Woo! Well, I love that. Well, and they just say, you know, that we are just, uh, you know, an expression of God expressing itself, right? Like, yes. that that is what, 
the grand illusion of the material world is that we are individuals, right? That the, you know, the true, the truth is, you know, according to, you know, sacred scriptures, um, you know, is essentially that we're just God experiencing itself, um, which is kind of amazing. Um, and that's that deep eye, that remembering, you know, that we actually are um, in bodies, but we aren't bodies, um, you know, and I do think that sort of neutrality um, of experiencing things for the sake of experiencing, because then everything is an expression of the creator. Yes. Right? Yes. Everything. Yes. You know, and yes. it's experienced yes. in polarities of good, bad, all of that, right? So it doesn't, it's not inherently good, inherently bad. It's just an aspect of the thing. Uh, I think that's really, really fascinating. Um, but to the affirmation, right, to make my future self proud, then that comes down to the vision of your future self. That's the creator mode, right? Of what is that? vision of your highest self. Right. And, and that kind of leads into the supporting ideas uh, that I really would love to share. The first is trusting your intu intuition yeah. on, on where that, where that is going, what that looks like, um, who she is, right. Mm -hmm. Like who she's here to be. Uh, when I was little, my dad, the first movie I ever saw with my dad was empire strikes back. Like, oh. so, so our connection of sci-fi it goes way back to me being, I, I mean, I think I was six, maybe mm -hmm. seven. Um, and the concept of the force, right? Like the mm -hmm. force is strong within you yeah. and, and how truly um, spiritual and biblical and, and, and in so many religions that mm -hmm. that concept of the force or love or whatever it is, is so strong mm -hmm. within us. And we, do so many things, Molly, to try and do it on our own when we don't even need to because we have what we need already inside us. It's like the it's the ruby red slippers on on her tootsies in The Wizard of Oz. You know, it's like you had the power the whole time. And I feel like the the older I get and the more intentional I am about listening to my intuition and telling others what I'm hearing that they can help me stay on that path yeah. or, or at the very least whisper in my ear going, it doesn't feel like what you said, what you wanted or where you were going. Like, has that changed? Hmm. Well, I love that. I mean, that's one of the things I love most about our our friendship and our relationship, right? Is that, you know, we're mirrors, you know, and we do call each other out or, you know, or show a different aspect, right? I, yeah. I think that is when you're linking arms with somebody, you know, whether it's, you know, a life partner, a business partner, soul sister, or whatever that looks like, right? Like we actually, that's what we are doing day in and day out is what we're just showing up as a mirror, yeah. you know? And sometimes it's like, it feels like a spotlight. It's only because your light is shining so brightly, right? It's, you know, it's kind of a really cool, cool thing, you know? Um, so no, I so agree. I love that. I love the idea of the mirror because it's so true, Molly. Um, 
You know, I think that I, I one of my other inner lioness sisters texted me this morning and she's been going through a lot. She's moving and a, a variety of other things. And she was like, you know, there's there is a power in a place where people know your deepest secrets. Mm. And I think that's why as we get older, that circle gets tighter. Mm -hmm. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you just look at it from the secret perspective, it's like, you know, that's, it's a secret because you want to keep it tight. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. an intimate, it's an intimate story about who you are, or the struggle you're going through, or yeah. what, what you're overcoming, whatever it might be. Uh, and finding people who can translate that and sing that song back to you when you need to hear it to inspire yeah. you. and. Yeah. And to really elevate your thoughts when you kind of go into those dark places, because it's that is the the opposite side of the creative, the, the that that left brain, all the colors, and there is a dark side to that, right? Yeah. And we even learn that with with the, the energies. There's there's light feminine energy and there's dark feminine energy, and neither one isn't better than the other or more valuable than the other. It's just, you don't want to stay in one forever. Yeah. Well, I think this is, I want to address this because I think it's really, really important because we associate the dark energies as evil and it's not evil, right? That is, I think a total um, misnomer, you know, for me, the way that I understand the dark parts of ourselves or the shadowy parts are the unexplored aspects, right? Because um, there's a very great um, visual for this. And that is if at any kind of ball or flame actually creates and casts a shadow, the larger your flame, the larger the shadow, right? So the more expansive you become, right? And the more turned on, empowered, um, you know, and I would self, um, what do you call it? You know, just self shining. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Whatever that word is, you're going to cast shadows, right? Yeah. Now it's, yeah. it's actually, that's just how it works, right? You're, we're, our, the, and the shadowy parts of ourselves are for me, I'm a Scorpio, right? So I, I like the dark parts, you know, I like to go deep. I want to, I want to uncover every rock. I want to understand the stuff that people aren't talking about. If some, if everybody is going this way, then I'm going to go the exact opposite way. It's just how I'm wired. You yes. know, I just don't want to be a part of the pack. You know, I, I don't really care about being a part of the pack, you know, but I don't want to, it shouldn't be labeled as good or evil or, you know, like it just mm -hmm. is, they're the same. It's just, again, it's the different aspect. You, everything casts a shadow. Yes. I love that. And, and I think that uh, something that I heard that you said that was, that's, that's very, uh, very interesting is that you, you don't want to be part, you don't, you don't care if you're perceived as part of the pack. Uh, that's not, you know, you want to, you want to dig in, but there's also that side where it's like, if you don't want to dig into that, you are stubborn. Like, you're like, I don't want to deal with that rock. I'm not touching that rock. I'm not going by that rock. I'm avoiding that rock. I'm going this way. <laughs> and, and I think that's also, um, you yeah. know, that's part of the, the refining. Right. And so yeah. for me, it's like, well, okay, you don't want to go by that rock. Why don't we want to go by that rock? Like, that's my role. What's, what's under that rock? 
Interesting, yeah. <laughs> and so again, it's important to even be sharing the rocks we don't want to look under, right? Mm -hmm. And and because each one of those decisions, again, takes us forward. Each decision is a small seed. Yeah. And so if we're secretly making poor decisions, which is possible, I mean, we're, we can make poor decisions. All day long. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it, but that's something we can course correct easier if we're opening the kimono and saying, yeah, I could use some help with that because I'm keep going here. I'm going back down here again. I'm oh, oh like here. I found myself in that place again. And, and that's why I think it's so important. Um, one of the, also one of the other tools that I learned years ago at a Lexi conference that I was part of was like visualizing the worst case scenario in any decision. So if you're making a really big decision and you're like, I have no idea how this is going to go. Yeah. Then look to the worst case scenario. Like, would you lose your house? Would you lose your family? Would you lose your hand? Like, yeah. what, would you, what is the worst case scenario? And then can you live with that? Oh, I recover that. from that. And and most of the time, the answer is yes. Yeah. Right. Now, there are some where it's like, well, I could die. I'm going to yeah. jump out of a plane and the parachute might not, not open and I could die. Am I okay with dying? Yeah. Like it really is. Well, yeah. And there are some things worth dying for, right? I mean, yeah. there are. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I really, I really dig that, especially because as somebody who builds you know, I like to build businesses and brands. That's kind of my, my jam. You know, yeah. I like to kind of think it through like that, you know, like what, what is the worst case scenario, you know? And, you know, the thing is though, when you're building, you know, for me, like the worst case scenario for anything is like, it comes out that it's a lie, you know, and that everything that I've put my heart and soul into is false, you know, like, but, you know, so like identifying that because then you also have the triggers and I had, I, I had, been in situations where I didn't have this process before where, you know, I did get behind something that didn't, um, it wasn't what it, what I thought it was. Right. And that I had been lied to, yeah. you know, and so it's important to go through those gates of what is the worst case scenario, you know, because for me, I value my reputation and my integrity. Right. And so if I'm going to, you know, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to ring the value bell. So you just said it. Yeah. See, that goes right back up to the top. When you look at things and you put it through your values filter, the va your values determine whether that worst case scenario is acceptable or not. Yes. Some people would hear, like, I would lose my job and say, unacceptable. I'm not doing it. It's yeah. like the risk is too high. And you know in that moment that you can't. However, if you are financially independent and you don't need your job, yeah. then it's no big deal. Right. And so things are so interwoven with what we value. And I, again, I think that's where your lioness pride can walk alongside you and say, you know, that, that company or that messaging feels disconnected to who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like we've actually had some conversations like that in the past where it's like, there might've been a leadership change or two in an organization. I'm like, how are you doing over there? Like, that, it seems like a schlong show. 
Lord knows we do not want to be part of a schlong schlong. Schlong Some of us, some of us less than others. Yes. No way. No, we do not want to be a part of that. Well, and and that's that's the reality. Is this like if an organization values something that you don't or doesn't value something that you do? Like I value diversity and and inclusion and i love to build tables that are so diverse and so exciting to walk up to and you know nibble from that i couldn't possibly work with or for an organization that was like we we are all we all look the same we all sound the same we don't hire outside of this framework i'd be like i I gotta go like not only would i be miserable but they would be miserable with me in the room. Oh, I, I would constantly be <laughs> I have spent way too many time at those tables and trying to be accepted at those tables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't that the truth? You know, one of the things that's happening, I think, inside the Woman Up movement that we're both so passionate about that's in one week, go to IamWomanUp.com and get your tickets. Um, one of the most of me, <laughs> oh, shameless plug. Uh, the the reality is, is one of the thing that's, things that is happening is that these women are becoming confident in their own voice. Yes. Like I've I, always been kind of weird about the com- comfortable in your own skin kind of thing, but the comfortable in your voice, right? Okay. And the men who are coming alongside us, who are boldly leading and walking alongside us are like, I like this. I would like more of this. How do I bring more of the women in my organization here to experience this so they can confidently walk in? Because what happens? They make a decision to walk in that office and to give an idea, share a change, sprinkle whatever their sass is on whatever situation they're thinking about. And all of a sudden, perspectives shift. Love it. And and companies change and perspectives change and we grow together and that only creates more of a, a, a more solid foundation maybe for people to feel more comfortable and more confident to come and knock on the door because you can start to reward that behavior. And that's what I love. Even I mean, honestly, the what Rate My Agent does with their big events and how it's so focused on what service, what experiences these humans create for others. Like every time I think about it, it gives me little chills. I know girl. And, and right after woman up, like that's where we're heading, right? We're moving into award season. So again, it's going to be launched at Inman in February and um, we're, and it's going to be a national award where we get to not shine a spotlight, but show the mirror of all of the amazing stuff that people do. Um, and I, I am like beyond um, starting to talk with the team and brainstorm and vision cast and all of that about how can we make this truly remarkable and and have it hold its merit for what it actually is. Um, so I'm super excited about that. So plan your profile because that's your enter ticket. <laughs> well, and that's just it. I mean, you have, you've, you have as a company have, have chosen where you want to take people. Mm-hmm. You've said, we see this as an opportunity. You do that with all of your clients with Redtail. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah and I, that is a big part of the conversations that we have is deciding which direction we're going to go, which programs we're going to keep going, which ones we're going to have to let go because we don't have this resource or that. And then we yeah. do it. Like yeah. once you make that decision and make that choice, you follow through. You, yeah. you Then everybody knows going back up to step one, right? 
where we're going, why we're going there, uh, you know, what's going to happen when we get there and how we're going to do it. And it becomes easier. Like the team flows. We all step into this beautiful flow when we all know our lane. We all know why we're in that lane and we all know which pedal is the gas and which pedal is the brake. Yeah, that's really important, though, because a lot of people don't know that. That's actually important. Well, when my book comes out, and I and it's going to be a giant stake in the ground about who we will work with and why and what we stand for. Uh, the title is The Intentional Business, mm-hmm. and um, we're not playing around. So we're going to become a giant magnet for people who get it and who want to do business a different kind of way. Um, and some people are going to look at it and be like, whoa, no, you know, but that's great. Cause it's a weeding out. It's a calling of the people who aren't meant for us. Right. So amen, amen. which is everything. That's it's it. So, so, so important. I'm excited to see that journey. Uh, no pressure, but any, what's the, what's the update there? I know that it was with your editor. Yes, my mother. And my <laughs> so we're actually um, going away this weekend again uh, to draft the second one. Um, I can't write at home because it's too many distractions. And um, so going away back to the mountains um, to to write, going into the womb tomb. Um, and uh, so now it's kind of what it is. You know, we're like source of creative energy. Um, so that actually makes all kind of sense. Um, my my teacher always says that the womb tomb. Um, but yeah, so we're doing <laughs> and all with the incredibly um, enlightened men are like womb, womb tomb. That sounds like a place I do not want to visit. <laughs> I loved that in Burning Woman when she was like, you know, we don't really talk about our vaginas. And when she I, said it, I was like, oh my god, it totally makes me uncomfortable when she says it. Oh, I know. Girl, I had the belly laugh. I did have a belly laugh today because, um, you know, my friends, you know, Samantha DiBianchi, she's yeah. pregnant. So I was just, I, I was looking at, a, looking around online to try to find a little baby gift for her, just something funny. And there was a onesie that said, um, um, made in vagina. <laughs> well, it's so funny, how the like the reaction. And I'm now I'm trying to actually become more aware of when I'm not saying the words I want to use because I've been told by some whatever element in uh, um, whether it's misogyny or the patriarchy going, don't make me uncomfortable. But you know, they they talk about you know their nethers. Yes, uh, in many, many, many colorful ways and names. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know what? Part of it, and again, I'm actually getting pinged because we're late for our meeting. Um, part of um, we have a, we both have the same meeting now. Um, but part of I think that reclaiming those words is about reclaiming our feminine power. And there are like a handful of words that have been deemed by the patriarchy as bad, and I am over it. And those are the very same words that we need to rename and polish off because words inherently aren't bad. It's all that cultural stuff that we, you know, bring with it. Yeah. So I want to rename and reclaim and do all of that stuff so that we don't have, you know, again, it's just like unpacking the suitcase and hanging up the shirts, you know, we don't, we don't need, we don't need to carry it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, you know, opening the kimono, having the conversations and, you know, making the decisions, moving, failing forward, failing fast, repositioning, repivoting, 
it all makes so much more sense when you have a beautiful collective around you, beautiful souls who are willing to help call you out, celebrate with you, all of the Except above. Responsibility, yeah. <laughs> and, of and of course, meditate us out. So. <laughs> I know, yes, because our meetings are like, where are you? You're late for the meeting. It's 2.45. We're supposed to be there at 2.45. We're good. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So let's just, uh, again, ground down, sitting through those sitting bones, reaching, so rooting and reaching at the same time, finding that polarity that the starting that with that essence in our body, bringing the awareness to the very tip of the nose, feeling the cool air coming in and the warm air coming out. After we've ground, grounded and centered ourselves here, just begin to feel the air on the skin. Feel the weight of the fabric on the clothes, the weight of the clothes on the skin. And the weight of the body in the seat. Maybe feel the tongue resting softly on the back of the teeth. And even imagine feeling the eyes hanging in the sockets. And just connecting to these parts of ourselves, these physical parts that house our deep self, our true self. And bring your awareness to the space between your brows, pulling your energies all into this central point right here. And then begin to try to channel that energy into your heart. Dropping in. And when you have more time, just follow those steps of dropping in, of pulling all the energy from the space between our brows and dropping it right into that space in the heart. And connect. So go for it and do that on your own when you have more time. I love that. I love these starters. They're like meditation starters. That's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to start teaching a, a 45 minute meditation class on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern. So that is very early for you. So my Pacific Coast friends, um, but for my East Coasters, um, it's a wonderful way to start the day. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there are times when I do wake up at five. I'm usually just laying in bed, but I could still meditate. So yeah, if you if you have a link that where people can sign up for that, let's do that. Um, yeah. We are taking the week off next week because it is woman up, and so we will be back the week after that. So what is that? The eighth, September eighth. So we will mm -hmm. see you all on the eighth. Until then, of course, you know where to find us, and yeah. we'd love to connect if you need help with anything around intentional business. You know who to. Let's see, right there. Reach out to Molly. Uh, if you need anything for yourself, for your soul, for your heart, for your mind, for your moxie, let me know. All right, <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye everyone. Bye, see you. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and 
create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.